0: Hello fellow entrepreneur, welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, your go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, energy healer and intuitive business coach on a mission to get you ridiculously excited about driving your business forward. Being a spiritual business owner brings unique challenges that you probably didn't encounter in the traditional nine to five, selling yourself and your gifts, letting go of control, trusting in the universe and believing in yourself and your inevitable success. You have valuable gifts to share, and I want to help you use them to create the business of your dreams. We're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and expansion. So let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Spiritualpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Kay. And today I have a very special guest with me, Jenny Cowell. She is amazing and I'm so excited to jump into what we're going to talk about with her today. Uh, Just a little bit about Jenny. Jenny is a multi-passionate visual artist and personal development coach specializing in self-care and creative exploration. Founder of Anytime Creative, she offers a variety of life life coaching services, mindfulness and mindfulness support. Her flagship product is the Self-Care Adventure Cards an intuitive card deck that sparks inspiration for every step of your self-care journey. Her mission is to help scattered and multi-passionate creatives use self-care to fuel their creative expression, get out of their own way, and spend more time in flow. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming today. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. And you here for it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk, well, I think first we should talk about your flagship product, your self-care cards, because first of all, I have them and I love them. I have, I think I have like quite a few card decks to be honest, but yours I use like, it's like a staple in my card deck routine, I'm going to call it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Because <laughs> I have them um, like, I use different card decks for different things. Sometimes I use them for coaching or if I'm like stuck in my business, I'll use a different deck for that. But yours is very much like for me. Like I use it when I'm feeling um, burnt out or even I'm just feeling, you know, like I'm feeling a bit off and I'm like, okay, I clearly need some self-care and I pull out your deck and just pull one card and often that's, you know, exactly what I need. And it's so amazing.
1: So, Well, that's exactly what I want to hear about, you know, my creation going out into the world and you enjoying it so much. So thank you. (laughs)
0: You're welcome.
1: Do you want to tell us maybe just a little bit about what inspired the deck? Sure. Um, So self-care kind of to me was always like a buzzword and I didn't really quite understand what it was to me. So I started by creating my own mini deck of like self-care things that I loved and that I would kind of. You know, instead of a to-do list, I would just have like a card deck I could pull and then maybe leave it in front of me throughout the day, flip it over when I'm done. And so it started off as like a mini card deck with just a prompt per card. And then it evolved into sort of this, you know, every card has a theme under it and that you could, you know, be inspired to do this thing on the card, but you have other options too. And that made it much easier for me to pick what I wanted to do with self-care. And I didn't have to, you know, I could pick it at random and see what happened or I could pick it like, you know, sift through the cards face up and choose to. And it just, to me, created a like a more flowing way to practice self-care. And then I decided to make it into a deck for everybody else. I love that.
0: I totally know where you're coming from because self-care, I mean, for me, when I first heard self-care, it was like, to me, it was like taking a bubble bath, you know, or uh, going to the spa. We had this conversation the other day, like these things that I thought were in my mind, very physical, like getting my nails done, um, (laughs) like things to do for my physical body. But learning more and more about self-care, it's so much more than that. There's like mental self-care and spiritual self-care and it's which are all they all play into it too and they're so important and that's one of the things I love about your card deck it's not just like things that you know sometimes people think it costs money to to practice self-care
1: right and it doesn't yeah. always have to be right I think most of the prompts on the cards are pretty much free like you can you know have your own spa day at home or go the extra mile and go out somewhere so it's um it's something I wanted to make accessible. Like it's called the self-care adventure cards, but it doesn't mean that you have to go out even outside into the world to do it, but you technically could as well. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I totally get that. I love the, um, for me, I often draw this. So it's obviously something I need to do for myself. I love the self-reflection cards as well. The, have a lot of just like journaling prompts and self-reflection, which I don't think a lot of people know that that how important that is to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of see it as the like the ending encompassing piece of self-care, but it's also like it could be the beginning of self-care too. like um, so I can explain a little bit about the five areas of self-care if you want me to go into that um, yeah, sure. to explain how the deck is set up. So also my inspiration for making a card deck was that self-care can feel really overwhelming and huge like you're like I don't know where to start so. I created five areas of self-care which are revitalize, uh, nourish, express, connect, and reflect. So then within the cards, they're all categorized and color coordinated so that you know maybe one day you just wanna pull from the express pile and see what happens or the reflect pile. But I put them in that specific order because I feel like you go through a process of like you're gonna revitalize yourself, You know, maybe go for a walk in the morning, nourish with a cup of tea, express with, um, you know, maybe a journal prompt or doodling or something. And then maybe you connect with your partner for breakfast or, you know, call a friend. And then at the end of the day or whatever, you can reflect on how it went for you. So it's kind of like a passive thing to reflect, but it's also could be like an active thing to wake up and do. So the order doesn't really matter to everyone else, but I made it in that order specifically for that kind of like helping build a routine reason and each category has the prompts in it but some of the prompts could go in multiple categories it's just I had to pick the best one that fit to it basically yeah I like that because I was just doing it pulling
0: like one card and then kind of going with it but I like that even you make recommendations such as pull one from each category and then try them like together or pull like three and try those and see it and make a routine out of it instead of yeah just like one thing once in a while exactly I'm gonna try that i like that
1: yeah i thought about like doing a weekend routine like you know these are the five cards i want to do this weekend and make it like a self-care weekend and you know see how it goes basically it doesn't have to be exact but um i think i'm so visual and that's why i needed to like see it in front of me to know and not like hide it away In a journal where I would forget to look sometimes.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. Like it's I've been on Pinterest. This example for some reason is coming up. On Pinterest, I'm like scrolling through Pinterest and I'll see like 20 self-reflection. And I'm like, oh boy, that's intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) Or I think, oh yeah, maybe I want to try that and I save it and then never go back to it. But Having the physical cards in front of you, and you even in the deck I got, get the little block. Sometimes, all mm-hmm. what I'll do, actually, I've done this too, and I really like it, is I'll pull one card and I'll put it in the block, and I'll kind of just do it like a little bit every day, you know? Like if something feels overwhelming, for example, like some of the self reflection are five or six questions, put it in the block and be like, okay, I'm gonna do one every day for the week or something like that, you know? But it, then it's right there. I put it on my desk so like every day when I'm working I remind myself oh yeah I need to set some time aside to do whatever it is on my card for the week so
1: yeah that's exactly why I made it because you could use it as like I'll do this later and be reminded or um, I've seen other people use it with other card decks too but I love that the card block says like I am enough on it and it's just a reminder that you're doing the best that you can you have everything you need and I also put in the reflection bookmarks in case you wanted to keep it in your journal and like, you know, have a separate place for the, instead of keeping the cards with you always the reflection bookmarks are really helpful. Um, Because I didn't make a separate journal with it just yet so maybe that's coming soon. And uh, the card cloth you ever use that with your cards just curious.
0: No, actually.
1: Yeah, okay. I just it's it's in there for anyone that wants it it's either a cloth to wrap them up if you're like going somewhere and you want to not take the whole box with you or you can use it as like an oracle drawing cloth as like a sacred space so it has multi-purposes yeah I like that it's in the box I've pulled it out but yeah like I have a an altar
0: kind of thing where I keep Uh, all my card decks so I could see how maybe if you don't have it or like if you're someone who travels and you bring your deck with you, then you have like your little um, cloth to use to have them yeah. spread them out on. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, and some people can use it as a bandana or whatever they want to, but I just liked having like this, you know, take it as you want kind of little box of self-care.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I think especially, I mean to use anytime but people who are traveling you know sometimes Mm -hmm. I think that's perfect for people who are traveling to have to just pull out and say okay because I was having this conversation with someone the other day I personally don't travel all that much I'm pretty much a homebody but for people who travel it's so important to have a routine because something to come back to and ground yourself and having a self-care mm-hmm. practice and using your cards, I think would be such a, an amazing way to put that, to like lay that out for themselves.
1: Yeah, that, that's kind of what inspired the deck was I love to travel. And uh, three years ago, I was on a road trip and I was really burning out. I was by myself driving a lot, like trying to see all the things. And at the end of the day, I was just like, I can't do anything creative. I'm just like eating, you know, Elmer's cookies in my trunk and I don't know what to eat for dinner and I don't feel like cooking and just like this whole spiral. And I realized like, okay, the missing piece was self-care because I was just in the survival mode of like, where am I sleeping tonight? What am I eating? You know, I'm an introvert. So I would be visiting friends and then get burnt out from seeing so many people at once. So it was a lot of you know, okay, what do I need? What kind of um, space do I need to be in today to feel in the flow? And um, that's where self-care was like the light bulb in my head and making this deck was kind of like, if I were to travel with it, I mean, obviously haven't done that much in the last year or so, but um, when I, you know, go back and forth to my parents' house, I'll bring it. And it's just like a reminder that I can be in control of myself. I can build a routine wherever I go. And um, it's also fun to pull with other people sometimes if you're with others and you can say like what do you want to do, or you know do we do this together or we each have our separate thing so it's, um, it's. It's an adventure deck, but like I said, you can use it at home or wherever you go, and l- a lot of them can be done, you know right in your bedroom basically
0: yeah. So if someone listening to this wanted to get their hands on your car deck where
1: can they go to find it? Where can they purchase it from you? So it's on my website, which is anytimecreative.com. And you can find out more on my Instagram, which is just at anytimecreative. And I'm going to be building a lot more other kind of resources around it too, like how to step into your best self-care routine and stuff like that.
0: Amazing. Do you want to talk about that? So let's talk about anytime creative. So you're the founder of Anytime Creative what inspired Anytime Creative? Where are you going in your business? What do you kind of see for the future? Tell us a little bit about
1: it. Sure. Um, So I got the idea about six or seven years ago and I was working at a company that helped thought leaders create e-courses. So there was all these people that had written books and they were basically motivational speakers and that sort. And I was like, huh, there's like, this whole new world I didn't know about. And um, when I started the company, I really, really wanted like a place for creatives to meet and kind of express themselves and their frustrations and their talk about the blocks. And it has evolved over the years, but that central idea is still the same. And it's really, you know, I never wanted to be someone that was like, here's my tutorial on how to draw or paint or photograph. Like I'm not that kind of technical person, But I'm all about the soul of creativity and I believe it is a life force for all of us and we're all creative, but I think there are some of us that are called to it more than others and find find that importance. So I'm just kind of here to like help utilize like get you in that flow with self care being the like main kind of starting point and that's where my business has evolved (laughs) is that I became a certified coach and you know, focusing on personal development with self-care and kind of uncovering your blocks and how to work through them and then how to build routines and stay accountable for those things that you want to change in your life or work towards. And um, the the business really now is going to be like self-care products as well as coaching programs and workshops around this kind of central idea of staying in the flow and and getting your self-care going and and like having the tools that you need to do that so um I would but self-care is like the gateway to getting there oh yeah
0: I totally feel that (laughs) like for me knowing I was I always knew, I I too believe that everyone is creative in their own way, that's my belief, that we all have a creative spark to us, a creative aspect, being human. But for me, I always knew that like, I really loved creativity, I really loved, I, I never thought of myself as like an artist, you know, or like very specific to one avenue of creativity, but I knew that like when the inspiration struck, but I didn't realize that when I wasn't feeling creative, I didn't know what was wrong, you know, or I didn't know why mm-hmm. or what disconnected me from it. And it did. It took me a long time to realize that it was self-care was a big piece of that. I was pushing myself so hard in so, so many other areas of my life to like work hard, you know, and get paid and and do things that other people wanted to, me to do that, you um, We're going to talk about this in human design as well. But like I would burn out because I wasn't taking care of myself. And that was that is one of the main reasons if you don't feel like creative or is because the your energy isn't going to where is most beneficial to you. And self-care just like you said helps bring you back to who you are and bring you right back into that the spark of creativity and the flow of. Creating things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like if you are feeling burnt out, you're not going to be creative. It's like this human needs pyramid. Like you're definitely not going to have that energy. So, how can we keep you from burning out and keep you kind of maintained? And that's where those like micro self care moments, which I call bite sized self care, could be, you know, a five minute break or a quick walk. And you're just kind of like resetting the spectrum. So, I think I attract or I would say a lot of my audience would define themselves as a people pleaser and the people pleasing mentality of, oh, I have to take care of this person first, or I have to do all this stuff. And really it's like the opposite is that you won't be able to give if you don't take care of yourself first or, you know, pour from an empty cup. And it sounds trite to say over and over again, but it really is, it can really affect your energy, like going into it with like. A stressful mindset versus taking some time and we talked about like sharpening the axe a little bit and then you're able to show up clear. and able to help others, which I know a lot of people are called to do probably all the people that are listening to this so. um, you're not alone if you're a people pleaser but just know that you, you can take that time for yourself, even in tiny moments, and it will add up and it will add to that cup filling up over time.
0: And I would even venture to guess that a lot of people who call themselves people pleasers it's off out of a fear of being selfish. because mm-hmm. so many of us, so many in society, there are people who teach you that it's selfish to take care of yourself. but in fact, it's actually what I've learned and I've seen it's the opposite is the more you're able to take care of yourself and practice self care and fill up your cup, as you say, and be more of who you are and be own. And this is what I love about human design is like, when you learn more and understand more about yourself and your gifts and what you have to share, and you nurture those and take care of those, then you're able to show up in the world, like shining and giving so much of yourself and able to help others in such an amazing way that just feels so natural yeah And i think that's the sweet spot
1: <laughs> yeah and it honestly it comes down to boundaries and that's another kind of thing that i'm working on myself and talking about is because if you don't set that boundary with yourself and or you do and you continually break it you're just losing trust with yourself like you're gonna you know unplug after 8 pm and you're sitting on your phone at 10 pm your brain is just going to be like okay well you, you you're doing it so why but your body is like, I need rest, and I need you to stop. So, it's it's a boundary with yourself first, and then with others. You can be an example by setting your own boundaries, and people will probably most likely respect that. And if they don't, then there needs to be some evaluation of you know who they are in your life. I know family is a very difficult one for that, but um, you know some people have friends that are toxic and take over their time. So, it's really just like evaluating how you feel about your your time and your boundaries and then how it gets affected by other people. I love that you said that boundaries with yourself first because I what I've noticed a lot
0: and social media and things like that people are like oh this person's toxic and like pushing my boundaries so I'll just ignore them completely but what ends up happening is you just attract if you don't set those boundaries within yourself first and with yourself but for and for yourself then you'll just attract another person who's gonna push the same boundaries like it really is about going within first and trusting yourself enough to make those decisions and then you'll attract I say with because of of the tra- law of attraction that you'll then attract mm-hmm. the people and and sometimes yeah people just don't know they don't know they're pushing your boundaries they're just going with the, your flow and so once you I've noticed even with myself like once I set those boundaries other people just kind
1: of naturally and intuitively meet me where I am right so
0: mm-hmm. so it's such a yeah good-
1: it It's, I think, like I said, if you're an example for them, they'll respect it. And then it might inspire them to do the same. And it's all a learning experience. Like I've been doing this for, I don't know, 10 years of like freelance on the side and now full time. And um, if I set something really specific in the beginning, and I just have to remind them later, it's a much better process versus saying something like halfway through it and being like, Oh wait, they're they're thrown off guard by this boundary I just set. So, try your best to think about it in the beginning, and then if if they're you know if you have a client overstepping your bounds or something, just nudge them a little bit and say, hey, you remember when I set this? Like this is how I work. This is how my schedule is. Whatever it is. So, um, it takes time and practice to get there, but just know that you know it's like having a contract. It's like protecting yourself first, always, and then um, having the other person understand that
0: yeah yeah I was thinking that too contracts they're so important <laughs> <laughs> yes it, it is it's for clarity for both people so both people are clear on you know what to expect because I'm sure you you've experienced this I know even like in the work like outside of being an entrepreneur like in the nine to five or um without that expectation of like this is what you're doing sometimes it gets blurred right and it's, if it's yeah. not clear that can burn you out that can be a lack of self-care if you're just trying to do 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 because the the boundaries aren't clear and the
1: exactly that
0: makes sense yeah
1: now it's so important
0: <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to share before we jump into your human design reading
1: um nothing specifically but you know if anyone's listening and has anything to like Or ask me, like definitely DM me on Instagram, and we can talk more about it. Just because I love hearing what other people's like definition of self care is, their routines, and um, just generally seeing how it will shift if you realize that it's like the most important thing is you and your life. And um, that's taken me a while to get to, and I'm still on this journey too. Like I'm not like you know self care guru. Like I'm just sharing as I go and if you're a creative, like me, a multi-passionate creative too. Like I, I do graphic design, photography, um, collage, whatever it is. And um, it's hard sometimes at the end of the day to have any creative energy, but I've actually shifted into cooking more because that still feels creative and it's like rewarding. And all I had to do was just like mentally shift like, oh, this is my creative energy. I don't have to feel like I didn't do anything today, like in air quotes, but you know, doing nothing is okay too, but um, I just, the reason why I speak to like creatives that really define themselves as that is because I know the struggle of feeling like you're not doing enough or it's not good enough or you're not showing up enough, but turning inwards and then becoming gentle with yourself, I think will really help shift your narrative with your creative work, with your business, you know, with your clients, whatever that might be. So that's all. <laughs> love that. Okay. Now we're going to get into Jenny's
0: human design. I'm so excited. So, fun, so fascinating. So um, as I say every time when I, uh, first of all, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to dig into your chart. Um, I always want to thank people because it can be, and someone said this to me once, she's like, this is really vulnerable. And it is, it's a little vulnerable to, to kind of be open about certain aspects of your energy and, and kind of your human design is your energy, like your energetic blueprint. And so there's a lot of information in them. And of course I don't go into every single detail because we would be here for quite a while, but I set the intention to be shown to show me anything that will help them specifically right now, or anything specifically with their business that can help them, you know, move their business forward. And so With yours, I have a couple of things that I will share
1: before I go into the image. Do you have the the chart in front of you so you can see it? Um, Did I send it to you? I can pull. I don't think you sent it to me, but I can pull mine up.
0: (laughs) Okay, if you want. I can also take a quick snapshot and send it to you if that works too.
1: Um, Which website do you use for the human design charts?
0: So I use myhumandesign.com by Jenna Zoe.
1: I was just curious. I know there's a couple out there. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you use? Just yeah. curious. Um, I've used my body graph. Okay. But yep. honestly, I don't know anything about it really. So <laughs> I mean I've I've learned a little bit, but I could never do this myself. So I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem.
0: You said you kinda had a reading before, but
1: like one in tandem with your friend. So um well, I, I did have another one after that. So I learned a little bit more. So oh, okay. I'm Honestly, it's been a while, so I'm like definitely due for a refresher. Okay, cool. And I might even, what I'm realizing is because people have
0: different kind of skill sets and things that they've learned about human design, they will uh, probably share information in different ways. So for Mm -hmm. me, because being a business coach and that I love talking about business and I love talking about um, basically all things business, I really do tailor it to how, how it can help your business. Sometimes other themes come out of it. Other things that might help in other areas of life, but, um, mm-hmm. for
1: you, we're talking That's about great. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's all connected though. You know, <laughs> it is you're right. right. I have um, my chart pulled up now too. So, okay.
0: So you probably heard this before you're a generator. So generators are here to raise the energy of the planet. And just like we were talking about, so the interesting thing about generators is we have like endless energy. We really do. When we're doing things we love, it's like the energy just is there. And what we're saying, like the problem with that is when we burn out, it's like, where's my energy, right? Like, where is it going? And so self-care is a key piece of that. And part of that is really learning and understanding who you are and learning what you love and doing more of that when you know what lights you up go with that and setting boundaries is making decisions like is it a hell yes or a hell no I've heard people say if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no right and that's where sometimes these boundaries can get blurred because we're like well, I could do that, especially as an entrepreneur, like I could do that and make some money, but does it light me up, right? Because sometimes if it doesn't, is it the best use of our energy? So sometimes we have to make that decision. And so um, one of the things that human design teaches us is to use our authority to make decisions. And so your authority is a solar plexus, using your solar plexus, and we have this in common as well it's really about how things make you feel. And so what's interesting about the difference between like for say, someone who has splenic authority, which is just based on instincts, or sacral authority, which is just like, yes or no. Like you just ask yourself like, is this right for me, yes or no? Um, People who have a solar plexus uh, authority, it's more like you have to ride the wave of your emotions. So for me, how this shows up is sometimes it's like, I'll get really angry right away. <laughs> and I almost have to feel through the emotion in order to truly understand it. If I'm too busy trying to understand the emotion well and not processing it, this can actually stunt me. I've noticed that because if I'm going through the emotion and I'm like trying to solve it, I've noticed this really in uh, like personal relationships too with uh friends and family it's like if I'm if I'm frustrated or angry and I'm trying to figure out why sometimes my ego just feeds me stories like oh this is this Mm is this and then later once I've gone through like the wave kind of crashes and then I'm over it and I'm like that's what it was this all along and it's just sometimes (laughs) I'm clear right and so Sometimes it's not so much about being in the moment. It is sometimes you really have to feel through the emotion, go through. There's sometimes stages in our emotional waves. There's different ones. I didn't look up specifically what your wave is, but I can after um, if you if you want to learn more about this. Yeah. Um. Because I think mine is like it's like a staircase. I have to go through like steps and then I crash and then I kind of like. <laughs>
1: come out the other
0: side, and I'm like, oh, okay, then I can make a decision. Um, Then, so everybody also has the strongest sense that we can also use sometimes. I actually like to use the strongest sense and talk, teach people about manifestation. So manifestation comes into play all throughout life, but in business, we can really utilize manifestation to attract our clients to us, to attract more money, to attract the resources we need as creatives too. We need to attract, um, like my crystal bracelets, for example, I use, uh, my intuition and manifestation to attract the crystals that I need. So, um, sometimes like the the crystals will show up and I'm like, I don't even know what this is for yet. And then I'll have a reading and I'm like, Oh, this is for this person. (laughs) Um, I keep looking at them. So I feel like this is for you as well. We'll get to it. (laughs) Um, So, for you, your strongest sense is feeling. And so, when you want to create something, any of those things I listed off, it can get, it's kind of a game. You want to figure out what you can feel with your physical senses, what you can touch to create the feeling of, yeah, it could either be touch, like, physically feeling but also emotionally feeling and because we were just talking about like your emotions too it's like your decision making so they all kind of play in together um to really get into the feeling of what having what you want will give you if that makes sense
1: yeah so, yeah
0: for example uh hiring a, a client hires you really practice other ways of feeling whatever that is that feeling for you is so if you know someone pays you and it's like you feel successful or you feel like a badass CEO or you feel like you know a rock star what are other ways because sometimes we get hung up on that like we're like well, once that happens I'll feel that way instead flip it I'll feel it first and then I'll attract it to me because that's the law of attraction is attracting that to you. So really practice. And um, this is a good thing to do for your self-care routine is like, what can I do that really puts me in that feeling? So I'm creating it even before the manifestation
1: happens. Yeah, I love that. I can, I can definitely relate just based on, um, doing like breath work and stuff. Like it puts me in that high vibration and I'm like, okay, I can do anything right now after like meditation and breathing. So I want to incorporate that more into my practice.
0: Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's actually something I've been wanting to incorporate more to is breath work. I used to really resist it. And when you resist something that sometimes means that's you, that you really need it. Um, yep. Cause when I first go through breath work and this is, I think what the emotional wave comes in when I first start a breath work practice, like routine or in a 30 minute session, for example, I go through all the feelings. (laughs) Then I come out and it feels like I have a breakthrough. I'm like, Oh, I'm totally (laughs) going to do this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Your body like has no other reason to not to, it's like, it's feeling so good. It's feeling refreshed and clear. And I've, I've done that a lot where in my head I'm like oh I don't want to do this anymore and then one time like 40 minutes passed by like and it felt like nothing and I was like okay there was some serious processing going on here yeah yeah breath works amazing yeah um especially
0: not just for you but especially for people which I'll talk about um who have a lot of open and undefined centers in their human design um because it I'll talk about this now. You have one, two, three, completely open. And then one is like undefined, almost open. You have one gate in it. So breathwork for anyone who has multiple open centers and most people have at least one, maybe two. Um, to ha- Breathwork really helps to clear because what those mean is we're attracting energy to us and um, receiving energy from other people, and sometimes what happens is when we we can get over cl- like over overstimulated. I'm seeing like a cloud, like it can kind of hang over us like a cloud. And so breath work is a really good way to release all that. And that's why when you come out of it, and when I know when I come out of it, I feel totally refreshed because it's like I just cleared everything away and come back to myself. And I'm
1: like, oh, <laughs> I'm me again. <laughs> I know I can do anything. <laughs> That's awesome. I, since I don't really know much about like the undefined centers besides like my identity is undefined, I've heard that I can kind of take on the identity of others. So I really need to cleanse that, you know, daily to make sure their emotions and their decisions aren't sticking with me either. Exactly. Yeah. I think that really comes into
0: play for you. So So the head center, that's the top one. I'm probably going to jump around in your chart a little bit. Sometimes I'm guided to go in like a very strategic (laughs) order, but I feel like because you're creative, you're okay with me. Just like going here, here, here. (laughs) So the head center for you is completely open. So what I always recommend for people in this center is meditation because you can actually pick up on other people's thoughts as well. You might not even realize it sometimes. Sometimes you might like, I tell the story like, this girl said something, she didn't even say it, I just picked up on her thought. And I just it didn't feel like mine. So it was so jarring for me in the moment that that's when I realized, like, what's going on here. And I, for some reason, intuitively knew it was from her. But that just was because it was so unlike me. But sometimes when you're with people who are like you, you know, you can pick like you might be picking up on thoughts, and you might not even realize it that it can just become kind of part of your daily chatter like your daily mindset chatter and so that's why meditation meditation's is good for anyone but especially people who have open head centers to just sit and like practice clearing um, by focusing on i'm not i'm sure you have different ways methods of meditating but even just what abraham hicks recommends is just to sit and listen to like an air conditioner or the dripping of water, something super Mm -hmm. neutral, so that it's very just neutral, brings you back to that neutral place. And then through law of attraction, you'll just pick up on the high vibrational thoughts automatically.
1: That's awesome. I'll have to do that.
0: (laughs) Um, For your, uh, the center, the splenic center is the far um, left. That's so I also have this one completely open. And what I've learned about this one is so it's the instinct center. It's also called like the fear center. It all the gates kind of refer to a fear. So you might notice that you pick up on a lot of people's fears, a lot of fears. Mm -hmm. Like some people have this ability to navigate fear. And I was always really admiring of it because I'm like, sometimes it's so difficult for me to move through fears. But what's cool about this as well is when you're around people who have that energy of moving through fear, you almost become fearless with them. So uh, breathwork helps to clear this one out for sure. Um, Another way is to ask yourself, like, is this my fear to process? So if there's something that feels like if you're feeling a fear and it doesn't feel right, like it doesn't, you're trying to process it or you're trying to like figure out how to get through it, it feels frustrating as a generator to know if you're in alignment or not. Um, if you're feeling frustrated, it's a good time to like back off and just be like, is this even something I need to deal with right now? Like, is this for me? And sometimes just that question, like yes or no, like I've done it. And if it's a,
1: if it's a no, it's like the fear is gone. Like I didn't
0: even have to,
1: you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, that self-talk is important to catch yourself too. It's like, is this, does this really matter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause otherwise yeah. you're just going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> You'd be there all yes. day. <laughs>
0: um, And then I think what you were talking about before the undefined G center, this is like the mm-hmm. love they call it in human design they call it the love and direction direction center how I like to think of it if you are you're familiar with the chakras because we were talking about them the higher heart this to me is like the higher heart center Mm -hmm. and um intuitively what I was guided to share with you is uh wear and meditate with rose quartz Mm -hmm. if you have rose quartz or if you um want it, I have it, uh, but like for me, I always had to wear rose quartz, like one of the very first crystals I ever worked with was rose, rose quartz, I um, my very first bracelet, I make bracelets now, because of this because i wore that bracelet around everywhere and the really cool thing about quartz in general is it's one very healing and clearing so it will help to like clear anything in that in that center it'll help heal anything that might be just hanging around in there and it also generates that feeling of love that like it's like a very calming and soothing kind of feeling of love that rose quartz offers
1: yeah I have a quartz, but I, I get that. I feel like the rose adds like another layer, like you said, of love and that I used to have one. I don't know where it is. So I have to get a new one. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, well, the reason why, one of the reasons why I
0: make bracelets specifically is because we have, uh, meridians that run from our wrist to our heart. And so wearing the crystals just like allow that, um, the energy just to like you can wear them anywhere on your body but for me because I also have an undefined g-center and that was an area that really stumped me for a long time because I was picking up on other people's grief other people's heartache you know all these things and sometimes thinking it was my own and really getting stuck on it and I've learned that that is an area that I really needed to clear first and to really work on first and then that helped me just in other areas. So. That's another thing. Any, any area that's open or undefined, you can get energy from other people who have that defined center. But of course we can't always like carry certain people around with us. (laughs) I need your energy. You just follow me around all day, but crystals, they're just one of the best ways that I've found to just have that and, and I know lots of people either have them on their desk or they wear them on their body or me- I'm even just meditating with them in the morning is such a good way to really harness that energy. If it's something that yeah. you need for the day,
1: that's probably why I'm so obsessed with them because I use them for different <laughs> things. <laughs> <So many>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are so fun too. <laughs> they're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're so nice to have. Yeah. Okay. Now
0: we're going to jump into the good stuff. So I'm going to direct your attention back up to the third eye. So there's the head at the top and then the third eye center. And um, so the first gate is gate four is called answers. And I have this gate as well. So this is the gift of understanding. And yours is unconscious too. I think mine is unconscious as well, which sometimes you don't even realize we're doing this is always seeking out answers and wanting to know like the exact how to of doing things. Um, This is a gift really for your clients. This is one of the things you're really going to help your, your clients with. It's, it's, it's a gate that is really meant for other people. Like sometimes you probably notice you just have the answers for people, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. even if they might not be ready to receive it, but you just, you just have this intuitive knowing. Um, what can be frustrating is this is actually not meant for yourself to be used on yourself. And sometimes what happens with us who have have this gate is we like to try to f- create the steps and the how tos for ourselves. You know, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and I'm gonna get this outcome. But really, we're meant to trust in the universe, take one step at a time, and allow things to like unfold. And so I really like this quote. Um, from Steve Jobs. I don't have it exactly, but it's like, he says, sometimes you just have to take each step and trust that the dots will connect in the future. And often that's what happens is you look back and you're like,
1: oh, that's
0: why I did that. So just like what I was saying before with crystals is like, sometimes I just like, I have to buy this one. And then later I'm like, oh, that's why I needed that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that definitely, um, I define myself as like a resourceful person, and I have like a plethora of resources that I wanna share. So I feel like that kind of ties into that of I want to help people find the answers, but I don't always know the answers myself, but this might help you. (laughs) Exactly, that, yes, that is gonna happen, the more you
0: coach and stuff too, like I've, I notice like when I know I have a coaching thing coming up, I start getting all these insights and answers and I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> and it, sometimes you do have to ask yourself, like, is this meant for me? So similar to like the question before, like, is this mm-hmm. meant for me? Because also what can happen, I've noticed with certain coaches is they start getting like answers and ideas and opinions for other people thinking it's for them. And then they just add way too much to their to do list and try to do things and it feels frustrating I know I've done that and then like oh this is a great idea and I started trying to do it and it's not working. Really asking yourself like is this meant for me, because if it's not, then you can just let it go and focus on what's really going to work for you and what you really want to do. Um, okay, so this is the part I really love talking about, which is the circuits so like with gate four we were just saying gate four is not a full circuit so what the energy is there but often when there's not a full circuit that's really when you want to like connect and this happens intuitively of course you don't have to learn everybody's human design and figure out like which gates do you have like this happens intuitively sometimes you know when you want that gate you want to attract people with questions right then you have answers. So people with gate sixty three are, I find, just have a lot of questions. And I did a, um, I did an interview yesterday with someone. She had gate sixty three. I had gate sixty four. So it was just like question and answers. Question and answers. Like that's kind of that what I call that circuit. And so when two people come together to collaborate, and those circuits get fired, <laughs> it's like mm. it's like electricity. You know, like the circuits like come full circle and the electricity, like sparks, but it's, yeah. So a lot of people who don't have a lot of circuits, if you have a lot of gates, you are really meant to collaborate with other people. And so I think everybody is meant to collaborate with other people in some capacity, but I really like to talk to people about their circuits because their circuits are really where they feel most successful mm. first right? It's almost like once you know your own circuits and where your, your strengths and your gifts and the areas where you feel really successful, then you can go out and like really collaborate with other people and get that full expression. Yeah. So for you, you have three circuits, which is really interesting because there are different types of circuits. There's, there's four, but I really only talk about three. There's, um, individual tribal and collective and you have one of each (laughs) so what that means to me is you really get to decide do you want to work with people one-on-one do you want to work with the tribe or do you want to help the collective like you really get to decide and that's probably why you're feeling so creative in different areas because you can you can help kind of all three in your own way um I actually pulled a card for you right before I did this and the card is ask for what you want dang (laughs) so your yeah so your kind of theme or message for today really is like you get to choose like you don't have to worry about how you know what who am I gonna like the what it what does it say in the card it's like um don't get so hung up on like the right answer or like the best way of doing that. And that also like with gate four, probably you're trying to like, I want the steps. I want to know exactly who I'm going to help instead come at it more like, who do I want to help? What would I really love to do? What would really as a generator, what really sparks joy for me and how can I do more of that?
1: Yes. Can I share something real quick? Yeah. like you're like, it's up to me to decide. Like I have a tattoo and it's in French. Um, it says C'est comme tu vous? and it means it's up to you or it is as you want. And I got that like 10 years ago. And I was like, this is my motto for life. Oh my God. that's <laughs> And amazing. I had no idea about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So I yeah. was like, I resonated with that. I was like, oh yeah. Like it, it's I want to know the answers sometimes. Like someone just tell me, please. But really I have to intuitively decide. <laughs> yeah,
0: you get to decide. That's one of the cool things about business. And and something I got hung up on personally for years and years. It's like, what do I do in my business? What you know, like because in, in a nine to five or like having a job, you have managers, people to tell you, they're like, This is your job today. This is what you need to get done by the end of the week, you know. But then when you start a business, it's like it's good to have coaches and other people who have done it so they can guide, you know, they like tell you, well, oh, this mm-hmm. is what I did or this is what worked for me, but ultimately they can't tell you exactly what to do because your business is not going to be exact. I'm telling this more for other people than for you, really, Jenny. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I know. Too. for yeah. anyone yeah.
0: listening. <laughs> um, but it's like you really have to start to tune in and and that's why I think learning so I something I find so important to learn so much about yourself because that's what you're going to use. So before, when I was trying to mold myself into a nine to five, now it's really about how can you mold your business around you and -hmm. what you want and who you want to be and who you want to become. I love that. Yeah. And learning about human design too, it just helps to kind of clarify, like, it's not really like, this is who I am, but it's more just like a guide Like here are things that you might be really good at and you can really utilize that. So the circuits, like I said, I really love to talk about because they are really where people feel most successful. And so I went in order. So for individual circuits, those are really about things that people do for themselves and then they use that to help others. So just like we were talking about with your cards, you created them for yourself. You use them for your own routine and realize, oh, this can really help others. And now you're using that to help other people, right? Um, the circuit specifically is called, oh, here I had, I had notes. So, so this circuit specifically This one's really going to be useful when you're doing one on one coaching with your clients, because your clients will actually be able to tap into this energy with you and um, like what is called insights and breakthroughs. So sometimes just being in your energy, people will have insights and breakthroughs. And sometimes that's all you have to do is just be there. <laughs> because sometimes when people come up with their own insights and breakthroughs, you know, it's like sometimes they get told and they're like not listening or they're not, and then all of a sudden they have their own and they're like, oh yeah, I just thought of this. And you're like, yeah, I've been telling you that, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that is just sometimes how people learn the best way is that have you know, it comes from them. And and that's okay. Once you know that, it's just kind of like good, you know, I was there to help you with that. <laughs> Yes. Um, but you do, you have this deep and in, deeper insight than most people. You can, I put quote unquote, see what's blocking them and keeping them stuck stuck, and helping them through that. And that's what you, what you were saying about um, helping creatives is there are blocks and things that keep them stuck from moving forward and being in their flow and being most creative. And you have this ability to help them through that, like to help them see it and help them come up with ways to to kind of like get through it or move past it. Um, Just like we were saying with the individual circuit, you learned that self-care is very powerful. It is very powerful, it's a very powerful avenue and you've used it to help yourself and this is where you're gonna help other people. And I think there are a lot of misconceptions about self-care out there and how people are implementing and they might think I know me. I'm i a perfect example of this. Like, I'm like, I took like Epsom salt baths every night this week and I still feel burnt out and I don't know what it is. Right. Like, those are the kind of yeah. people who do really need someone to talk this through with them and have someone them those questions. Like, okay, did you try this? Or like, what do you think you're got hung up on? Or like, you know,
1: right. I'm sure. Yeah. You've, you've seen that. No, no, that's, It's a great example, too, because um, the more I do it, the more I realize like intuitively, I'm like, oh, okay. well, clearly I'm burnt out because I only took a break at the end of the day, not like throughout the day. So it's it's sometimes you just need a reminder or someone to tell you that. And then you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to start doing that.
0: Yeah, and probably because you've gone through it, too, you'll be able to um, pick up on what it is people need. Which is really cool Mm -hmm. because sometimes people don't even know that. I know, like, when I'm burnt out, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I need to practice self care, but I'm already burnt out. So, like, what do I do now? You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you don't have the energy at all to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then
0: now we're going to go down. I told you we're jumping all over the place. Now we're going to go down to the root. It's at the very bottom of the chart. So that's your root center. Okay. Um, immediately, what jumped out at me, you have tons of energy here. First of all, you have, it's defined, it's a defined energy center. So meaning you just naturally um, generate energy here in the center. But you also have seven gates. I don't think I've seen that yet. <laughs> I've seen people wow. with like, Five or six gates but like you have seven you almost have a fully like fully completed
1: just a couple gates are undefined I was like wow you have a lot of energy there <laughs> <laughs> and when I feel stuck I feel very stuck for that reason probably <laughs> 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 is it holds a lot of energy and stuff I don't want to keep hang on to either I think mm.
0: um
1: when you're meditating, what I recommend is like, imagine pulling your
0: energy up. Cause if you get too stuck there, you can get stuck. I'll talk about the gates too. Cause that I think will help explain some of this. But like, if you get stuck there, your energy is like stuck down here. You can't see me in the root, but like <laughs> center. So if you pull that up, that'll help pull the energy into like giving you the full expression of whatever it is you're trying to create which will make some more sense in a second. But you also have two circuits in your route. So the second one is is a tribal. And tribal is about helping a tribe. Like um, one of my circuits is a tribal and how I understood this is like, cause sometimes we do our natural gifts and abilities. We use them in ways that we don't even understand like they just come naturally to us so for the so the example that's coming to mind for me one of my tribal circuits I really used on my family it it's all about like harmony and keeping like the peacekeeper I'm gonna call it the Mm peacekeepers and it's all keeping my family like in harmony and like making sure we're hanging out and like when we hang out it has to be fun like certain things like that I was just doing that like doing it without even realizing. And of course, that never even occurred to me that I could do that as part of my business until I got into human design. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm so passionate about, like, having my tribe in my Facebook group, you know, I have my little tribe, and I'm, Mm -hmm. like, sharing with them and being like, hey, we're gonna do this now. And like, hey, guys, look at this. And like, that, that, I love that. That's what I'm passionate about. So that to me is like the tribal circuit. And so yours. um, So I said, Using this circuit, you can help multiple people either through like a Facebook group like I have, or if you start a group coaching program or uh, you said you you probably want to start a podcast. So this is a good way to create like a tribe, a tribe of people that you support. So what I called so the circuit is 1949, so it connects the root chakra to the solar plexus. And I called this one tuning in. So emotional and energetic sensitivity, you can really help others tune in and what I call fine tune their energy. And so just like what we were talking about, being creative is all about tapping into yourself and really, you have to be really vulnerable to be creative. What I've realized, the more and more I create and the more and more I want to put out into the world feels super vulnerable. Right. Like we create something, it's kind of like in its beginning stages. It's like our baby. We like mold it and make it our own. And then all of a sudden we have to like put it out and share it with people. And it's like, oh, scary. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Like sharing a piece of who you are. And so you have this energy, this way of supporting people, um, teaching them how to really tap into that, tap into that, bring it out of them. And then Like, really use it to create, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, when you think about people who write really emotional songs and stuff like that, like, they're really tapping into that sensitivity of whatever sparked it and then putting it out into the world. And so, you have this way of helping people do that. And so, they can do that in a multitude of ways. You don't have to choose. I think um, we were talking about niching earlier right? Mm -hmm. And like we were saying, like people who are, I believe that everyone's creative, but there are different types of and forms of creativity. And so I don't know that you have to choose, but choosing will help your audience know, yes, that's for me, right? Like So you just have to figure out who do you most like to help? Do you like to help people who are creative, like songwriting creative? Do you like to help people who are painters and artists? Do you like to help people? um, I asked, I don't know, did creative entrepreneur, does that resonate with you at all? Or is that?
1: It definitely does. but I, I am so afraid of niching down because I don't want to leave any, anyone out. And that's like the people pleaser in me, but I, I know exactly what niching does and how it helps. I think it's just been hard for me to really hone in on like this idea of like, I don't want to be a business coach. Like I don't want to tell you how to run your business, but I want to be the one that's there for you before you start working on your business, like whether it's in the day or in your career. So like, that's the kind of energy I want to put into it but I feel like I have this like wound about business coaches because there are you know there's some stuff out there that's not always um, copacetic with me and um, that's why I have trouble calling it that but I feel like I am called to it but I I guess some of my audience isn't that so I don't want to like leave them out or something so if that makes sense (laughs) oh yeah, I did that for
0: years. (laughs) It was the exact (laughs)
1: same way. I was like, I knew,
0: I agree with you. I got hung up on this idea. Me personally, I got hung up on the idea of being a business coach because for some reason, the business coaches I were seeing were saying things like, I make $10,000 a month and I'm, I'm already a millionaire and I wasn't there and I'm not still not there yet. That's, you know, hashtag life goals. Um, But it's like, I got so hung up that I had to be at a certain point, or I had to be uh, a certain way in order to then claim that I was a business coach. But I don't think, but what I've realized is that's not even the case, because there are so many different types of what people term, quote, unquote, businesses, or quote, unquote, entrepreneurs. And so, again, it's really about like, well, who do you really want to help? So maybe if you want to help, people who are just starting like that's for me what I've realized is I I really like working with people who are in like their early stages of their business who are mm-hmm. still working through those fears that I had in the beginning these fears of like well what if I like what if I can't do it or what if I don't have the credentials you know and, and those fears that come up and how to market themselves like being too afraid because especially I like to work with the woos, you know, yeah. <laughs> people who are like, oh my gosh, I have to tell people that this is like work that I do. Right. And so, <laughs> so I like, and I love that stuff. And so you just really have to get clear on, okay, this is what I like. First of all, this is what I really love. This is what I really enjoy this is what worked for me. So like for you, you know, that self-care really worked for you. And it was really important part of your business. And you can help people with that. You can teach people how they can implement that. Cause like someone like me who believes that I have to work really hard to have a business and do all the things and, you know, that's not self-care that's exactly the opposite of what you're teaching Mm -hmm. which is like okay you can do certain things but like here's how you incorporate self-care practices to like balance that and that's what I really and that's why I really like your cards because I do I do use them for that I'm like okay I need to like take a step back and do something else here like how can I incorporate that um
1: yeah I love that
0: and if if business specifically I was getting that sense. I'm getting that sense. So I'm just going to share. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm getting the sense <laughs> that working with business owners really will be an area that you will, you'd probably enjoy. And so it is really important to get clear on your fears. Well, that rhymes. So out like that. Get clear on your fears because then what the universe will do is come in and help you with that. So like when I sit down and I write down like okay, I'm really afraid of this. Like, I'm really afraid that if I put myself out there and I say that I'm going to be a business coach, that people are going to come back to me and be like, you're not a business coach. You don't know what you're talking about, right? (laughs) The universe brought me business coaches or like put them in my awareness who I felt more aligned with. Because Mm -hmm. there there were certain business coaches that I was attracted to because they had the energy or they had the message that I needed to hear, but I didn't fully align with them, you know, like I didn't feel like I wanted to be like them, but that's good, that's clarity, right? It's like, okay, I like this, I'm learning from this person, I like what they're doing, but something about it just isn't exactly where I want to be. So then the universe brought me someone else and was like, okay, look at this person, look what they're doing, and I'm like okay, I like that, I like what they're doing, but it's still not me, right, and so that's why I was telling you this the other day, I've, I've had personally a lot of coaches that I've hired, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons I think that was a good experience for me to go through that, because it has helped me clarify, I liked this, I didn't like this, I like that aspect of it, but I went, you know, and taking those steps just helps you get clear on, like, okay, I'm cool with that, I'm not cool with that, that can come from hiring coaches that can come from just looking at other people's websites and that can come from coaching like when the more people you work with you start to realize kind of like dating you know you go on a date and you realize like oh yeah this person's cool but not this you know but and that's kind of what working with clients is like too it's like oh yeah i really enjoyed this aspect of our coaching align, like a coaching relationship or i really liked helping this person Cause just saying like, you want to help creatives, there are going to be some people that you're going to be like, yeah, no, I don't really want to help them do that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's okay. Cause maybe they're just not really meant for you. Right. That's
1: Does totally that help okay. at all? Did I just go on a hold? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I like that. Um, I think it, you know, experience can be the biggest just you know research lesson of them all so we just have to go through it we can't force anything to happen and then it'll always evolve so I'm I think I'm in that point in my business where I'm like okay I need that answer of niching down and who I'm talking to because I am like bubbling and I'm ready to like go out there but I've been hiding behind something this whole time and I think it's just been all that fear or you know fear of rejection and you know, what really has helped me is having a freelance design business because that helps me have the money to run the coaching business. But eventually it's like I have so many big visions for Anytime Creative that I, I'm i just like allowing that money to flow through me and through, through the business and being grateful for it. But knowing that I'm working towards something bigger and that will be the more life-sustaining empire that I'm building that I that I love to share. So um I love both but mainly you know we always have our core passions.
0: Yeah and I think that's a lot of us. A lot of us are in the exact same boat like I'm still in my 9 to 5 and it's paying for me to be able to do all these things that I love and growing this business and getting to to experience things and try things so that I get clearer and clearer this is the direction I want to go in. So yeah. Exactly. We're all, we're all doing it. <laughs> Yes, you're not alone yeah cool I'm excited I'm excited to see yeah what comes out of this like what clarity and I think you'll I feel like soon you'll just you'll just know like it just kind of clicks at some point and it's like oh yeah and even like some days I feel like yep this is my niche is what
1: I'm gonna do and I still think it evolves so oh yeah it's it's life it's never gonna be one thing (laughs)
0: yeah and I think you know what to be honest I think that's why some people are afraid to niche I think that's why I was afraid to niche because I was afraid if I picked a niche then I was just limiting myself Mm -hmm. I was limiting what I was going to be able to do because I still wasn't fully 100% clear I was afraid that if I was like oh I'm going to be a business coach and then that would just like put me in a box and label me and people would think I was only doing one thing but I, I realized that it's more it's not so much about me that's the niching part it's more so about them it's more so Mm -hmm. just to give people niching is most important when you're marketing I think yeah yeah not so much when you're creating because you're you're creative you never want to limit your creativity this is what I've realized about myself I never want (laughs) to limit myself and say I can only create because sometimes you need to create just for full self-expression and not so much to get paid for it, but just to express Mm -hmm. yourself and be creative. Um, It doesn't have to necessarily be for a job or business, but so never limit your creativity. I think that's going to be the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, But when you are marketing or telling people like, this is how I can help you. Niching just helps them because people do, like to organize things in their brain you know Mm -hmm. and be like yeah and some people are going to misinterpret the title business coach I am you know realizing that and so explaining that how I'm a business coach because I'm not I'm personally not the type of business coach that's going to sit here and give you a step-by-step this is exactly how you need to run your business I'm just not like that right Um, I'm more like, let's figure it out together, you know. <laughs> and I yeah. really I really believe that people need to build their businesses based on who they are and what they love to do and not follow a formula that other people are trying to tell them. Like I've seen, I've taken courses like that. Like you need to follow this step by step and then you will be able to attract your your people. And it works for some people, but it may be and it maybe only works in the short term, but like in the long term, yeah. I think it's really most important.
1: To be you. Exactly. And then build your business. Yeah. Find what lights you up the most and see how you can make money doing it. I think that's like a quote somewhere. It's like um yeah. it's it's tough, but it's possible, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it just once you find that it'll just click. I keep I keep hearing that for you. It's just gonna click. <laughs> easy as that <laughs> I hope
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah one more circuit <laughs> and okay. then I have a whole bunch of gates for you but I think I'll just send them to you afterwards um lots of root chakra energy but the gates are really important for us to talk about today and so the mm-hmm. last one is the collective circuit and this really about helping the collective Uh, The work that you do for the collective is really about helping the world at large. And it often means, and what I really tell people who work, who have collective circuits and who are really meant to do work for the collective is you have to remember in order to feel successful, you're not going to always be able to see like the fruits of your labor when you're working, like increasing the energy or raising the vibration of the collective. You really have to remember that your work is transcending you both past your physical lifetime, like creating card decks, for example, that Mm -hmm. is going to be out in the world for who knows how long that they'll be around. It's going to transcend you, but it, and it's also going to have a ripple effect that you're not going to be able to see physically see. And so you just have to find ways to remind yourself of that. Like I'm really helping the world move to new, um, Abraham Hicks calls it the leading edge, you know, we're like mm. pushing people forward. Um, this circuit I call initiate to completion. And so it's really about, uh, making connections. Like you're meant to start things and you do have the energy to complete them. And this is really about creating things for the collective. So use your authority the emotional wave that I was talking about at the beginning to decide which things to start because if you just try to do um, everything because you do have lots of ideas and lots of ideas are meant for other people but just like also your creativity is always flowing it can be overwhelming and frustrating to try and do it all right and so really using your authority to really get into the feeling of like is this really for me? Is this really this idea meant for me and my business and moving through that? And then you'll be able to be like, yes, you know? And then once you ask for what you want and get really clear, like, this is what I wanna create, the universe will step in and and bring you what you need
1: to complete it. That's awesome. (laughs) Do you have any? That's cool to think about too. (laughs) Right?
0: right yeah when I learned that too because sometimes we were like when I wrote the chapter for the book I was like I wanted like the short term uh you know when you know to see like who read it and what people thought to be honest nobody really has told me what they thought or Mm -hmm. if they've or not but I just have to trust that there's a reason that it's out there it's not for me to even really fully understand it and that's okay and
1: I was yeah, I used yeah. my
0: creative energy and now it's out there and
1: yeah it's it's I think they say that about art like, like the minute it goes out into the public it's not yours anymore because everyone will interpret it in their own way we all have our own different filters of life so I with the card deck too it's like at first there was like a lot of buzz about it because everyone was getting it and then I was kind of like are people still using them like I don't know like I don't know if it's sometimes people just buy it and it sits I, I don't want it to collect us, but I understand we all have done that and you know, but then I hear from people like you who say they use it all the time or someone told me that her and her friend use it all the time and they talk about it together and I'm like, oh my God, like, so I love when I hear those things so I want to attract more of that but also just understanding that things are happening without me knowing is like totally fine. And like, as long as I just stay sane about, you know, I don't want to be the person like getting negative reviews, obviously, but it's more about feedback and growth and stuff like that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just like, what's really helped me is reminding myself that it's out there and the and like law of attraction, the more you give something to yourself, the more you'll see it reflected back to you. So reminding yourself, like, Yes, I did that. You know, I feel successful Mm -hmm. that I completed that I made that I created that. And this is this is also for anyone listening, who's having trouble creating something or they're really bogged down with the fear of should I create this? Is this good enough? You know, it is. It is Mm -hmm. because it was if you're feeling called to do it, if you're feeling excited about it, it's meant to flow through you and to just go with the flow and la- allow it to happen and trust that there's a reason for it that you might not see now or in the immediate future, but it, there's always a reason.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and it can change, it can iterate. You can do version one and then get feedback and keep going. And like that's where the um, maybe the tribe feedback comes in or the collective might not give it to you all the time, but it's it's allowing yourself to be open to that as well and not feel like, you know, hurt or or thrown off guard if someone gives you feedback that you weren't like expecting. But for me, when that happens, I have to ride the emotional wave and be like, "It's okay. I don't have to respond to this or right away." And usually, I come out feeling like, "Okay, there, there, that's a valid response or whatever it might be." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, thank you, Jenny. Do you have any oh, thank questions you.
1: before? Um, I think, yeah, I love what you, I loved everything and especially about the three gates being so di- distinct and different. And I just want to say like, I've always felt like I'm an anomaly, like contradicting myself constantly, like I want to do it this way, but then the opposite. So that, that helped me a lot. Um, Yeah, I, I guess like, I don't understand how you know all this about the gates and stuff like that, but um. My question is like sometimes in astrology, like gates will change, right? And basically, do you want to keep an eye out for your gates in the sky or your, you know, your open centers or something like that, if I'm asking that right? Good question. This is a
0: very interesting answer. Okay. So astrology, you have different uh, planets. So human design is similar in that way. Um, that this is based on like your time of birth your date and place and at the time there's planets and the planets are aligned in a certain way in the sky but of course you know the earth is spinning so planets are changing so your human design blueprint doesn't Change necessarily, like your blueprint is your blueprint. Mm-hmm. But because of the undefinition, like the undefined and the open centers, you are strongly influenced by the planetary changes. Um, I love this question. This is actually something Angela and I are going to be working on together. I'm really excited to to share this. I don't know when this will be launched, but mm-hmm. we'll probably have something in place. But and we talked a lot about like the moon cycles. We did an event in July talking about the moon cycles, right? So the moon starts at the new moon, then it waxes to full and then it wanes. And so we are affected by the moon's um, position to the sun and how much of the moon is lit up. Cause just like just like um, the water, it gets pulled by the moon. Mm-hmm. We're made up of water. So we get pulled in certain ways. So planets have a similar kind of effect on us and where they They shift and adjust. So right now, for example, as we're recording this, um, we're moving into a new moon in Virgo. So that means something specific to, to people in general, but then it also means something specific to each person's chart, depending on where Virgo lands in their chart, for example. It's very complex. I don't think I'm the yeah. best person to answer those questions, but <laughs> your human design, like your energetic human design, your defined energy and your defined gates are kind of like your consistent energy. It's the, ac- the energy you have consistent access to. So it's almost like it can be relied upon having undefined energy doesn't isn't necessarily a bad thing because it just means you those are areas where you're like susceptible to receive energy so you so receiving energy from other people is a good thing but that's often why people feel like with one person they might feel super fearless and then with another friend they feel like having deep conversations and the way you feel about different people is just how your energy is interacting with each other and how Mm -hmm. you're almost like filling the gaps you know. If that makes sense. But then, on top of that, you can be influenced by the moon and the planetary alignment. And so it can be this really complex. And so, like, understanding it in depth might be a little overwhelming, but that's something that um, I'm really learning to tap into with my tribe, because I have that tribe circuit is like tapping into their collective energy and then learning about like how the planets are affecting us as a tribe so like I'll, I'll post in the Facebook group and be like okay today like this is what's happening in the sky so this is might be how you're feeling and this might be how to handle it right stuff like that so so um they say that people who are really successful do have an astrologer who kind of like helps them so
1: yeah so that's good because I some days I'm like I feel like there's something in retrograde or some cycle that I'm I don't know what it is but then other people are exclaiming the same thing that they're really tired or just unmotivated or scattered and I'm like there's definitely something in this collective energy and when I see blogs about oh this transit's happening with human design I'm like I don't know any of that means but um if I saw like my gates that were defined, um, is that something that I could like cross-check like to see if something was in transit, I guess? Or is there just like kind of like a collective thing? I don't know.
0: I'm not sure about the human design
1: piece this might
0: be something I'm gonna have to learn about but yeah astrologically for sure yeah you can yeah yeah. um you could definitely look up and see like oh we're in a retrograde right now like Mercury retrogrades going on or Mm. um like I know I follow a couple astrologers so I'll get their email blasts and they'll be like today's new moon means this or today you know and then I also have Angela who I just Text and I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> I'm probably gonna yeah. have to start paying her for that. But <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, yeah, I I don't you don't have to answer. I just have seen it a few different areas about the transits and stuff. But I'm like not always paying attention. So I'm like, I guess I should be on certain things when it's happening to to my whether it's defined or my star chart or something. <laughs>
0: I would suggest if you
1: are feeling a certain, like you're, if you're picking
0: up on the energy or feeling, a certain wait, ask, like, you know, I always just like put the, ask the question out there, like mm-hmm. why am I feeling this or what's going on today? And then just pay attention because the universe will bring you clues. And like, maybe it's yeah. through, like sometimes for me, it's through Pinterest or if I'm getting an email and then mm-hmm. you can like find the patterns in that too. And that might be even something you help, um, other people with as well. Like, yeah. Because, like, if you pick up on their energy, and then you'll be able to help people with that.
1: Very cool. You could
0: even come up with like self care tips like, okay, Mercury's in retrograde. Make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're drinking water. Make sure, you know, like, right.
1: I would subscribe yeah. to that email. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to partner with somebody for that, but definitely, like, it's, something I'm so interested in but I feel like as like a woo curious person it's like oh I, I learned some about chakras and crystals here and astrology and it I'm never going deep enough into any of these to really know but I think that's just my personality that likes to know like a little bit about everything and then make a decision based on it so it's a lifelong pursuit though so I'm not giving myself like fl- slack for it but um, I, I think there's something bubbling up for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah collaborations for sure yeah if you're really feeling like one and there's someone you really feel drawn to working with for sure see where it takes you (laughs) because it's kind of cool and like what I've realized too with with human design is not even knowing like when I have wanted to collaborate with people and then I've looked at our charts and I can see (laughs) where and why
1: like like oh you have that Mm -hmm. game
0: we're doing this
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome well thank you for asking well, that
0: question though that's got me thinking I like that
1: <laughs> good yeah well this was so wonderful thank you welcome thank you for doing with me Jenny I'm going yeah. to
0: uh, say goodbye thank you everybody for listening thank you Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about today's guests, you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below. You can also find me, Haley K., on Instagram at Haley K. Coaching or grab your copy of the Spiritualpreneur Planner and sign up for my email list where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes, exciting events, and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? Please be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual preneurs like you. See you next time.